0: Hello everybody, how are you all doing? I'm glad you made it for the third episode of Heads on Six Chats with me, Tom the Head. Um, This third episode, I'm delighted to announce, is going to be a chat with Chicago kind of industrial experimental hip-hop duo angry black men um, and I love them they're great. I, I first discovered, I heard, I came aware of them because of uh, Death Bomb Arc which is a wicked record label, I do recommend it, all kinds of uh, lots of kind of abrasive, sort of crunchy electronica sort of radical pol- politics and all sorts of crazy bands on that uh, label but um, I, I saw that they were promoting a band Called Angry Black Men I didn't know who they were at the time But what I did see Was the the record cover And the record cover was This kind of grimacing Scowling Black face And I just thought It was so Potent So striking uh, It immediately got my attention I then uh, Listened to all their I listened to their prior EP And all their other stuff And uh, I just thought Yeah These boys are wicked uh, And uh, And the album uh, Headshots uh, Was just uh, You know It, it, it had Energy had attitude. It was it was politically charged. It had a kind of confrontational production, uh, but it kind of it also had a kind of irreverence to it and a kind of humour as well. And I thought it was really interesting. And uh, yeah, they and they come from that tradition of the, you know the kind of like the sort of uh, death grips, Danny Brown, sort of JPEG, JPEG mafia. That sort of experimental hip hop. But uh, I also kind of see them. Uh, Rubbing shoulders with bands like um, uh, Black Hand Path or british uh, UK's uh, Bob Villain. There's just kind of, you know, hip hop with a kind of uh, political bite. And uh, I just think they're one of the best uh, guys in hip hop at the moment. So uh, I'm really looking forward to having a chat with them. And I hope you are too. So uh, let's get going. Hazel Six Chats, number three Angry Black Men. Rock and roll. Um, oh, um, well, handsome right. Thank angry black man. Uh, it's absolute yeah. pleasure to be chatting to how you. How are you boys doing? Uh, Go pretty on good, on, good, pretty good, good, good. Um, <clears throat> you no, know, you haven't seen it yet, but uh, I do like I, I get. Uh, there's a guy called Jane Mendonel who I get to do the artwork, and I always get him to do like a sort of special niche artwork for each podcast. But you guys, I've got you guys uh, back, backs to the uh, backs to the screen, watching uh, the the stars and stripes in flames. That's what's coming up, just to let you know. How do you feel about that?
1: That's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, that's cool. I like
0: that's cool. That. Yeah, yeah. I I because I know um well, I, I don't know about you, Brian, but I know Quentin is uh, you're quite into your superheroes, aren't you? Is that right? Mm. Yeah, because I, I did toy around. I was like, oh, do I have you guys as superheroes? I thought, no, I best put it back a bit, rein it in a bit. I don't know. Maybe I should have gone full. Maybe I should have gone with my vision full, full, <laughs> full like, I don't know. Um all right, um. Let me let's start uh, early on in life. What uh, at what age were you when you first not so much got into rap, but actually get actually attempted rap, actually kind of got into it as a you know as, as a thing to be doing as, a, as an outlet? You know, what, what, what age were you?
1: Oh, hmm. uh, Brian, you want to go because I know you've been doing this way longer than I have. I mean, if you want to tell uh, a story first, you
2: can. Well, I started when I was like nine years old in the basement my dad he used to be a producer so like he'd just be in the basement like spinning on his dj spin tables and i'll just be coming up with jibber jabber mm-hmm. until like yeah, i actually started to form words. so like it was just like turning into like a slow practice for me mm-hmm. so definitely been practicing since nine mm-hmm. and um really started taking the serious um i guess right after i got out of high school i started taking it real serious and um then now <laughs> look here we are now mm-hmm. so it's like you practice make perfect right so yeah and as far as the produce because like i do a little a bit of everything so um as far as producing instrumentals and stuff like that i just started that prior like what is this 2021 so three years ago mm-hmm. i want to say started doing that so yeah it's it's been a bit of a journey for me because you just learn so it's like I've learned everything because I know you can go to school to learn how to write music but it's like I've learned everything coming up to that especially with my dad being uh, what well, he used to be was a producer, he was able to just teach me a lot of the stuff that a lot of kids are just learning in schools. Like you paying all that tuition money just to learn that, and I I learned that off from him.
0: Must so, be uh must be very valuable, valuable yeah, times, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. And uh, what about yourself, Quentin? <clears throat> I, don't, I,
1: I for a long time I really didn't like hip hop. Like that. I was more into like uh, at the time like rock and like Japanese, like shit. So like hip hop kind of came. I mean, I was always aware of it and it was always in the house and I was like a Tupac fan. It was very surface level. And it wasn't until like high school when like one of my friends showed me a Childish Gambino video. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then from that, I went on to find like MF Doom and Tyler and just like a different world. And then I went in and did like everything. So I found out, I went, did my research, Jay-Z, Kanye. All that that came later on, but I think childish that other, the other side of rap was like my opening into it Tyler childish that other, you know that weird rap as people would say. And um, from that, I was like if they can do that shit I can do that and then at the end of high school I started just writing raps down and then just you know was on and off with it until recently until I met Brian and angry black Men came.
0: I guess that's an interesting um, place to start, isn't it? You kind of throwing yourself into the weird end, you know, mm, yeah, it's, an, yeah. it's an interesting uh, foundation to start a kind of an avenue of exploration for hip hop and rap, isn't it? You know, yeah. um, uh, and I know that you both, so you, know, you both were attempting well, or you were doing and practicing hip hop and rapping and sort of honing your craft prior to deciding to form a duo. Where would you say you're at musically and and creatively uh, in your craft, individually, prior to the point of uh, starting Angry Black Men?
1: Hmm. Where I was, where were you at? at?
2: Hmm? Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, honestly, like the stuff that we're doing now has definitely enhanced my skill set versus what I used to do back in the day
1: definitely Mm. yeah i feel that too i feel that because like i mean before this i was kind of just making stuff and it was obviously influenced by the people that i first started like listening to like a tyler or a childish or mf doom like it was like very derivative of that until i started you know finding my own like uh lane i think angry black men helped me find that you know more but even in the beginning of angry black man i was still trying to be something like you know like that i really wasn't
2: <clears throat> i feel like people i feel like we definitely did not we had a voice but just like q you was like you know you, What's you up? making this music but you got to find your niche like mm-hmm. you, ain't, you ain't, like i feel like definitely this journey didn't help find it helped me find a niche mm-hmm. for where i fit in music
0: yeah, yeah you can you can hear uh, even in the very first is it is it okay which is the first single if i'm not mistaken
1: yes yeah, the very first one that yeah, we put
0: out yeah. that does sound different doesn't it it does sound different to uh, your you following ep and then headshots is not it it, there, it is an earlier uh if if a, if i may say it, it's a little less established isn't it as to what you guys are doing is that fair to say yeah that's fair
1: to say yeah. that's very fair to say
2: very
0: mm. um can, can you listen to that old stuff can you can you still listen to your old stuff and do you, do you still kind of like it? Do you, are you still proud of it, or is it like a, is it like you know listening? I don't know is it like looking at an old project or something? You kind of you kind of you cringe a bit, or what, how do you feel about your old work?
1: I cringe, sure. <laughs> oh,
2: really? yeah. Honestly, the new stuff that we got out today kind of makes that old stuff feel like wet soggy bread.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, there's people that like okay, and that's what's up. I mean, cause it's a fun song, and yeah, I remember when we were doing that, people were like, "But you guys are angry black men. This doesn't sound angry."
0: Mm. So it was like, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, you got a point but it was just a fun song to make and even i cringe i can't listen to that talk shit ep i, I like some stuff from it but it's just it's so like we didn't know what we were really trying to do but at least we got it out and people could see like a a, a growth that's cool because you don't really see growth anymore in music it's just somebody puts out a hit song it blows up and they have like nothing behind them
0: okay so i guess are you talking more about the the way music's distributed right now and the the, the demands for new content. Is that kind of what you you mean?
1: Kind of, yeah. I feel like in today's, like, ever after 2015, I would say, or more after, like, the SoundCloud era, a a song would blow up and that artist wouldn't have anything behind them because, I don't, it's weird. Either they deleted it or, like, they put in all that, like, all that promo and all that money into that single and it, you know, it popped off. But with us, I want people to have at least a track record. Because if you look at a lot of new artists today, it's hard to find a track record.
0: Yeah, I see, yeah. Uh, so like a, a, a body of work, blemishes and all, warts and all, you know, just keep it up there. Yeah. It's a, it's a it's a testament to your to your growth, isn't it? You know, I guess. Yeah. That's what, yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's
2: what I look to see in a lot of artists, but it seems like they're becoming industry plants.
1: So they're it's finding something. I so don't say that word. <laughs> so- <laughs>
2: yes. I mean, I'm sorry. I just call it like I see it. It's just, I don't see them in the streets grinding. You just see them on like billboards just right away. And it's just like, where did they come from? They just come out of nowhere.
1: See, that's yes, a lot of that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and love to the of the logo I think it's one of the best logos I've seen in a, in a long time and it I, I do like logos where it's kind of a bit like the Rolling Stone's lips or the motorhead skull Yeah, but it's just a, it's a logo and you know exactly who the band is you know uh, straight away who uh, whose idea was that whose idea was that uh, the blackface scowling grimacing sort of uh, blackface who, who, who's behind that
1: Uh, it was my idea but it was like it wasn't even made for angry black men that's the funny part like it was it was made i was when i was doing my solo shit it was called not a comedian and i did i made it for that but it made no sense Mm. it was just like it's just why is this black facebook like i guess it could have been a like a uh uh, what am i trying to say like a, a like a critique of me being a black person in america but it just really didn't make no sense and then when uh brian came with the idea to make a duo I was like, I have this, like, this logo already. We could just use this, you know what I'm saying? Like, we use this to put it to that, and that whole thing was inspired by MF Doom, anyway. Like his KMD yeah. days,
0: right, right, okay. Um, do you uh, does it get does it get much love among your fan base, or, or do you ever get any kind of like um, uh, do you ever get any kind of irritating sort of liberal pearl clutching sort of anger at at, at that image? Does, does it, is it is it is it controversial? Is it contentious? Have you come across that yet? In the beginning,
1: it really wasn't because yeah. you know we were we were relatively unknown. I mean, relatively we were still unknown. But I, I would say we have a little more fans now than we did then. And mm. when you're smaller, you can't really—it's no big deal. But as we grow and get bigger, and people see it more, and we make it a point to make it like the cover, we're going to make it like it's going to be in some iteration of the cover of every project we do. I think more people, it's just, it's going to come with the territory. I think more people are not going to understand it, and they're going to be like, what the fuck? What is this? And that's the thing with hip-hop. It's not scary anymore. It, I don't know. I just feel like hip-hop never, nowadays, it doesn't raise eyes anymore. People make music, yeah. and it's like, you know? It's not provocative. It doesn't get the people going. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Like uh, Will Ferrell said.
0: Who, um, yeah. who, 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 are, who are the artists in in hip hop, that that you think were the last ones to kind of really have provocation and bite and and fight, you know, in them, and that and that did shake things up. Yeah, you know, who who are they to you? Who are the last ones to have done that? Hmm.
1: In my opinion, the last ones to really shake things up. If I were, if I'm going to say recently in this era, I would say XX Tentacion, Tentacion, XX. I'm, I'm I think I butchered that, but XX. Mm-hmm. I think he's like the last one to really shake things up cuz he was just he didn't give a fuck. Like he was just doing him. He was a flawed human. He he did his dues. He everybody, you know, fucks up. He he accepted that and he just was just like this force in nature. But if I had to take it back, it'll probably be like NWA.
2: But, yeah, I was trying to say that. But yeah. like you can't just when you say Triple X, like you do know it was a lot of people that came from underneath that man. So it was like, it was a lot of people that that man personally himself birthed, like Denzel Curry, yeah. like he came from that clique.
1: No, I'm saying like, as far as like, like shaking up the industry and being like controversial. Oh, I'm yeah. not talking about like his influence. I'm talking about like him as an artist. I feel like he was just this force of nature that like, just was like, what the fuck? Like, th- yeah. this is happening in 2017 or whatever he came out. And it just was never known. It's none of that before him. It was everything was kind of safe. You know what I'm yeah. saying?
2: It was, it was, everybody was like doing cookie cutter rap. And then like, here this man come, he will scream two seconds, he will scream in two seconds. And then he will just be rapping super fast. Like he bust the rhymes the next second. I'll be like.
1: Yeah, and he like, that. you know, he had, he had his flaws. and He he said a lot of stupid shit, but I mean, because if you could take it back, even with Odd Future, that's another one, Odd Future, they shook up a lot of shit.
2: Let's see, that's when you gotta, you, I feel like you gotta turn a flaw into a blessing because look how far their music went when they had those flaws and they spoke on them.
0: Yeah, thanks. I think flaw, flawed flaws are human, human. It's humanity. It's the human condition, isn't it? And I think I think blemishes and bruised, bruised, wounded uh, humanity is infinitely more it'll always be more interesting even if it's got a little bit even if it's a little amateurish. You know, if it's real mm. and it's and it's wounded and it's honest, it's uh, that goes a long way in my opinion you know
2: yeah
0: Thanks. you guys uh, so, sort of uh, infuse your because I, I know I know that you I, I've seen in interviews that you don't consider yourselves strictly a political rap rap group you know but you do you do kind of cover politics and social commentary but it's also infused with lots of quite um interesting popular culture in samples and in references and even actually quite um you know real like you know uh, a lot of kids cartoons and you know things like that <laughs> but I, I mean i like that i like that humor i think it's um, i think it's fitting and it just i think i think it's interesting because i think it's a it it, it disarms people And I, I guess and my question is 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 that a deliberate counterweight to the to the commentary? Or is, is that just kind of naturally happened? Is that just a natural evolution in, in your lyrical uh, sort of style?
2: Hmm. Mm, do you remember when you were saying, like, when Pete when we had dropped uh, I no, it wasn't okay. We had dropped riot. And I think somebody was like, it's not like it's not like you guys name like it, it doesn't shout you guys name It shouts something else and i'm like that's what we like the oxymoron of that you know what i'm saying i don't we don't want to be put in the box like when you come to the channel this is for sure what you're gonna get you don't know what you're gonna get you don't know what you're gonna hear you know it's a way of keeping people on their feet and keeping people interested because you know mm. you just like um I don't know if you know of the Migos at this point, but like they drop projects and like everybody else, I'm putting them in the pool, with all the, the rappers, they all sound the same. And it's like getting the same taste, the same meatloaf dinner every night.
1: Mm. So the same meatloaf dinner.
2: I'm good.
0: Um, <laughs>
2: That's what it started to
0: taste like. Yeah. Uh... I think it, to me it's really interesting as well because it, it does just feel very current. And and what it reminds me of is a bit like um, how you can sort, you can sort of scroll across Twitter and or Facebook or whatever, and you know one one story will be about police brutality, and mm-hmm. the next and the next one will be a SpongeBob meme.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes, isn't it? you know that's what I'm saying. You don't know what you're gonna get.
0: That's that's the world we're living in, you know. And and it, it's quite a frightening world, really, because it it it's a kind of quite a frightening juxtaposition of like brutal reality and then just the most like the most irreverent sort of like stupid meme of cartoons or whatever and uh, we're living in a disorientating world I think I just feel like the way you use those references and, and in your lyrics I think just seems just seems to convey that a little bit in a quite a quite a natural way it, it just to my mind anyway I don't know whether that's deliberate yeah. or not you know no
1: I, I, I agree with you um, we try to be a reflection of ourselves, and I think that all shows in our music. It's like it's not strictly political; it's a lot of things that go into it. And I agree with you. Like, I think that is scary that you can literally see somebody get their like head shut off, and then it's like, "Hey, uh SpongeBob meme, haha funny!" "Hey, Office meme, man. haha funny!" Well, I was on. I, look, man, that's that it's, was, it's like a constantly moving. On Facebook. It's a constantly moving shit, man. It's like it's like it's just, it just we get information so fast nowadays. Something will happen, and it's like boom. Here's next thing. Here's next thing. Here's next thing, and you just cannot get lost, like in the in the current, you know. Mm. It's a vortex.
0: Yeah, and you, and you can get lost in it. You really can. Um, uh, I, I know you boys are not. You're not necessarily from Chicago, are you? But you're living. You live in Chicago, and you're based in Chicago. That's that's fair, isn't it? Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Chicago has a very rich musical history. I, I wondered, um, is there anything in Chicago, whether it's soul or whether it's uh, the kind of hip—I mean, the hip hop itself? You know, is there anything in particular that that you're you have an affinity with? Hmm. I
1: like the music scene. I, I like, I like just the history. I think I have an affinity, not so much with the music. I like the music scene; it's cool. You know, you got the Kanyes, you got the just the jazz, the, all the cool shit that comes from Chicago when you think of it, but I, I'm a big fan of the history. Mm-hmm. But I really like just Al Capone or the history of, like, the BD gangs or, like, the, just the violent... I don't know, I'm obsessed with, like, the violent history of Chicago because it's been going on since it started. And I think it's interesting to see, like, the transition, like, I don't know, like, from then to now. Because it's always been there.
2: Facts. Mm-hmm. The same. Thing. that's why I, I, I like I appreciate the history as well and like trying to come up in the scene it's a bit challenging because we're making our own way like we're paving our own cemented way so it's like we're going against the grain of that rich Chicago history that you know about so it's like it, it's a pretty interesting scene so I would definitely advise you to come on down and like check it out man.
0: Oh mate, yeah, that would be uh, that'd be amazing. Once, once there's no quarantines and 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 uh, obstructions Best. to that, I'd like to uh, get stuck into the Chicago scene. Absolutely. Um, I, I know you guys have got uh, there is there is a kind of volatile, abrasive production to your music, and it. And I wondered as well. Yeah, you know, did you do you have any liking or interest in the kind of wax track stuff of the late '80s, that sort of industrial post-punk kind of thing that happened, bands like Ministry or Front 242, that kind of thing.
1: Oh, some of it, but I'm more like, I really, I'm a fan of like the '70s punk. Uh, I'm a big fan of Black Flag. I like Black Flag a lot, or like Bad Brains, and that whole like era of like mm-hmm. '70s, early '80s type like uh, punk music.
2: Yeah, I never fell into that. Like, I didn't, I didn't fell fall into that. Like, mine's is a little more um, commercialized. You know, mm-hmm. I'm more of a Kendrick. I grew up on Wayne. I grew up listening to DMX, listening to like The Game, all of those big commercial hip hop heavyweights. Like, I grew up listening to all of them, especially ODB and NWA, like Wu Tang, hey, everybody. Say, like, say. The list goes on, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, like all of that makes into One day you get me.
0: <laughs> one doesn't cry, cows on the phone. that me? what's the what's the working dynamic between you two you know how how do you work together
1: we hear those beats and we like we like we'll, we'll come up with an idea and just really like exchange information amongst each other and uh see what works best like we'll like so we'll like really like pick a style pick a beat or whatever the case may be of like a song or a project and we'll roll with that, and then we'll separate for a while. I'll make my own verse. He'll make his own verse, but it'll be in the vein of what we talked about, and then we just kind of come together. That's really been the process for a, a, a while now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty good, and it, it sticks, you know. So it's like it, it's it's really like you get real lost because like you you create a, like a, a what you think is like a rough draft, and then it's like Weeks later, you're just picking at it, putting things in, taking things out. Basically, damn mm-hmm. near you lose your mind over it, you know. And then, like once it's all done, you got something really solid and really valuable and ready, and you feel like you're ready for the world to hear it. So that's how that's what I get out of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you um do you think you work better with each other's kind of counter, each other's foil? Do are, are you are you do you feel like you're uh, better artists Yes Yeah
1: Maybe. Yeah, made me better Because it's always something to like uh Jump off And it's like You'll you'll read the reviews and shit And people will be like uh They'll, they'll kind of be like Oh yeah that was hard And that was It's like a little competition You know what I'm saying You'll see people say Oh yeah Brian's shit was hard It's like your shit was kind of trash But it's like Ah I don't know You just want to get better And like mm. And then vice versa You know what I'm saying Like there'll be stuff you know, Brian will tell me, like, yeah, I got to start doing that like you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember like references. He was like, yeah, I like how you do references. So he started doing more references. And me, I like how he does flows. So I'll just start, you know, doing better flows and more intricate flows. Like, I made it a point to do that. So I think us jumping off each other, it's just it, it, it works. It works. <laughs>
0: Whose idea were the exclamation
1: marks on every song title? I don't remember that. I don't remember. Was it? Was it? I think we just did that shit. We yeah, just doing- it was
2: just like a thing we just did. It was like, eh, just do it like that. And then next thing you know,
1: yeah,
2: people started talking about it, and we was like, well, let's bring it back. Let's do it again. <laughs> I want. I want to add in like you don't always have like and then like. A purpose or something like you just sometimes you just do things and that's what i love about art is spontaneous you just do things and it just it just catches on it just it helps you look even more cool and it's a win-win situation
0: yeah i get you i I also like as well that you um you added the the song titles all in capital letters for headshots just to kind of make it even more urgent add an extra level of uh alarm to the whole thing you know Sure. I know that you approach headshots with the audience in mind regarding attention spans, uh, you know, is that something you embrace or is that something you just kind of accepted? Is that, is that, you know, do you think there's a problem with that? Or do you think, are oh, you totally cool with that? You know, how do you feel about uh, the kind of, how do you feel about the dwindling attention spans of, of our generation?
1: It's inevitable. It was, was going to happen. It was going to happen because it. It it, it's been happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, I hate it. <laughs> it's been happening. Um, I guess you just got to adapt with it because the cool thing is, is that you can make shorter songs and get your point across and get the fuck out. But I also think like mm-hmm. in the future, when people look back at music, they're going to want to get those short albums. You know what I'm saying? They're going to want to really delve mm-hmm. into the shorter projects because just we just get so much nowadays so much content media being pushed at us and da, 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 take it take it take it it's like it's not our faults it's really just the machine you know what i'm saying maybe we'll have like a restart you know but right now it's just how things are you just gotta adapt or you gotta
0: fall adapt or die yeah um yes yeah, it's, it's interesting isn't it because you listen to uh some of the old uh, golden age hip-hop sort of albums yeah i you're like you know nwa or ice cubes first stuff and public enemy and some of them are like some of them are like 60 minutes i mean they're long albums aren't mm-hmm. they yes, really yes. long you know uh i just think it's interesting you know I, I wonder if there was if there's space or scope for that now i don't i don't really know um no nah, definitely yeah maybe if you're a bigger you I mean,
1: she can get away with it like a kendrick I, even kendrick is is walking the line but that. that's crazy bro mm-hmm.
2: even kendrick like I'm a big fan of Kendrick. I'm sure i will faint if I meet this man and shook his hand. I don't want to hear no 17, 18 tracks from this man because I'm gonna get tired. <laughs> like when yeah, we think was a lot of cre-
1: people that like, mm-hmm.
2: I feel like I feel like the uh. Remember when we was creating headshots and like we was just constantly we we're adding more, adding more. We was I was like, bro, I'm starting to go to sleep to this project. I don't even like it like this. Like let's cut it down a little more to where it's like people are gonna enjoy it because as as a consumer as when I listen to people I'm tired of the project by the sixth track.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't wanna it's hear hard. My- I'm I wouldn't even say I'm tired of it. it's Just kind of a, it's kind of like when J. Cole dropped his new album, I was listening to it, but it was kind of a, 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 it was an exercise to get through it. But I mean, facts. Oh yeah, I don't
2: exercise. Know. I wanted it to It's, be, not, it's not even our
1: faults. It's just, it's just like, it's not even our fault. It's just how music is nowadays. It's not really even our faults, man. It's just like the state that we're
0: in nowadays,
1: to be honest.
0: True. Yeah. Yeah. So that no, no double album coming up.
1: <laughs> no, nah, but we really want to make like a 10 track one. Like just oh, yeah. 10 is the cap and like at least like a 30 minute project, maybe 20 minute, because I think Headshots is like 15, 16, 17 minutes, something like that. Originally, it was going to be close to 20 because we had like, we took two tracks out that we were going to do. We were like, uh, mm, they felt like filler at that point. I'm going to
0: introduce you to you a amazing. rather remarkable man. I'm going to introduce you to you a rather remarkable man. I'm going to introduce you to you a rather remarkable man. We... Headshots. Was you had a different vision for headshots, and then 2020 happened.
1: Mm. Yeah. yeah. What, you did your research.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you know, uh, what, um, what was the original vision? What, what, yeah, what was Headshots prior to 2020 smacking you in the mouth?
2: Man, it was mm, pretty much blurred. Like it was blurred to me because it was so much of an obstacle for Headshots.
0: Mm. It was really. Crazy. I
1: remember us trying to like make just songs. Remember right after Talk Shit, what were we doing, bro? We were, we were just trying to. It was like, yeah. it was. There was early tracks like I remember that one track we did at that show that we never actually recorded. But remember that?
2: Yep, I know exactly. Yeah, what you're like talking it was about. like
1: little. Yeah, it was like little drafts we had, like stuff like that. We knew we wanted to get dark with it, or not dark, but like really experimental with it. But like, it was gonna be fun. It
0: was just gonna be. It was probably gonna be talk shit two
1: Quick
0: question: There's a there's a, um, there's a British voice that keeps popping up in your work, and I'm like thinking she's. Is she Amy Farrah? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who, who is that? I'm just curious. Who is that? <laughs> it was like a friend. I think uh, it was like a music
1: friend I met on Instagram, and we were just like talking about music. And then I remember, like, she was. I found out she was British. I'm like,
0: hey, can we sample your voice? She was like, cool. So, <laughs> like, that was it. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, why, 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 why the British voice? What, what was there? Was there? Did you just like it? It's nothing more than that. Nothing. It's as simple as that. Was it?
1: I think it was just a, I think it was just cool because it was like,
0: "Hey, this is like a British voice. That's cool."
2: Yeah, it just added a certain flavor to it, you know. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah. Um, so, with 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 2020 informing headshots in a very uh, in a very potent way. You know, you're living in you living in Biden's America now, and uh, <laughs> and, I, and I, I don't say that as somebody that's enthused about Biden. Don't get me wrong, but n- but. What you know? What what do you think that'll that'll do for your music? What do you think that'll do for your for your next project in terms of style, direction, statement?
1: I think about this shit a lot. I think about this shit a lot. I don't mean to like, sorry, bro. Because uh, I, I actually thought like this kind of makes me mad. I don't know, it makes me mad because when Trump was uh, when he was president, and I hate this shit because I don't know. Let me explain this. So when Trump was president, and people make it a point to support black things or whatever the case may be because they want to have like the anti to that like oh yeah Trump they're making music to piss off Trump supporters and we really don't but if it does that's cool you know what I'm saying that's not our intention we don't make it to like let's piss off Trump you know we talk about shit that goes against some of the things that he's like Trump stood for but it wasn't completely at him you know what I'm saying and I feel like when he leaves I think more people are going to be like oh it's over we don't need this like angry type you know black stuff and i think that's really sad because i think jordan peele has said something similar to this when he made get out he may get out in the bush era and it Mm -hmm. just so happened to come out in the trump era everybody's like oh this is an anti-trump movie he's like no i made this during a time where like nobody was really talking about stuff i was going through you know what i'm saying i just hope that those themes don't get lost as we try to move forward i hope like people still are angry at certain things i just hope like Biden stuff doesn't like Suppress it to where like oh we don't really need this stuff anymore.
2: Yeah, like no nah, that and that that's going back, circling back around to what we was mentioning earlier about being political. It was like when you be political, you only get literally one thing to talk about, but it's literally a million things that you can be angry about that everybody could be conjoined together and talk about in a group setting. So you know,
1: mm-hmm. that sucks Yeah, yeah. So I think that's my biggest thing with that shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't really. I'm not a fan of that. Like, I'm not a fan
0: of that. It's like uh, AOC, didn't she? She said uh, liberals can't go back to brunch just because Biden's won. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Reminds me of that quote. You know, it's just yeah. Like uh, we can't. You can't just. Um, there's still urgent, urgent uh, inequality, urgent uh, uh, inequity, and, and that needs to be fought against. And you can't you can't just relax just because you've got a Democrat in charge, you know, what's he going to do? What's what's he going to fucking do? Um, Yeah. All right. Uh, You're in in the studio. Uh, Is there any other projects in the pipeline, be it together or or, or collaboratively or individually? Hmm. Not that
2: I can think
0: of. Yeah. I did did see you in the studio. Is that right? Uh, I saw your Instagram.
1: Yeah, yeah. we always oh. in the studio, but we be training, you know? We gotta train. We do got projects coming out. What, what you mean, bro? you <laughs> 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 I mean? I was trying to be secretive. No, it's no secret. I mean, yeah, we got an EP coming out. I mean, yeah, it is what it is. This is an EP, we trying to work on an album. Um I'm trying to I haven't this is like a thought in my head. I haven't really told nobody. I told a few people, but I'm trying to do like a solo project. Sometime in the future. Sometime in the future. That's this, uh... That's interesting.
0: Thing. So would that be, uh, so, so what's that, Brian? I said, you may never know when it may come.
2: It can come okay, as early right. as next week. It can come <laughs> three months from now,
1: like... was <laughs> trying to be incognito. He said, no, we ain't got shit, <laughs> <laughs> I'll,
0: I'll, um, I'll exist in an in, in in eternal state of readiness, waiting for the album that comes out, whatever it does. Um, what uh will, will it differ from i mean I'm guessing it will differ from angry black men right will it be a different side to your to your you know uh, your a different creative
1: side in you Oh, for me uh yeah I want to be
0: more honest
1: with it but that's not gonna happen until after this e p and this album comes out so I'll see where my mind frame is but I hope I can be more honest and just more open more like Really me, you know what I'm saying? Opposed to two people or something.
0: Is it a more introspective Introspective project, perhaps?
1: Yeah. I wanted it to be pretty introspective. I wanted it to uh, just be me. As me as it can be. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah.
0: What
2: about Man, you, Brian? If I do, like, a solo, like, I want to focus more on, like, the world and what we all go through as a people and do introspective as well. So it's like, but that that first thing that I said as far as like going through like worldly problems, that's that's what I want to touch on. So if I do like a solo project, that's what I'll be working on. But I also produce too. So you guys just make it a beat tape out of me if those are still hot. You know?
0: Well, yeah, cool. Um all right, uh real quick between the between the uh a couple each. Give me you can give me a couple, but favorite movies. Mm. That's that's a man. It, it is like
1: That's <laughs> funny because like I have a bunch of them, but what I what comes up to my head first when somebody says that all the time is There Will Be Blood by Paul Thomas Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um I really like Tarantino. I like Django Unchained. That's one of my favorites. Pulp Fiction, of course. I like Blade Runner 2049.
0: I thought that um, sequel. I thought that sequel was absolutely fantastic. I yes, on a, better than the original. Ooh, than the original. Oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> wait, hold up. I mean, I, I Blade Runner is one of my absolute favourite films, and I and I I, I would put there one of my two if I was to say two. And I thought yeah. this. I thought the sequel was a fantastic sequel. But uh, yes, sorry, man, I I I can't get behind that. I, I still think that, yes, uh, but but fair enough. I said, that's a bold claim. You, you think the sequel's better, yeah? i do um, oh, okay, i fair
1: do enough. i do and then the master i would say the master is one of my favorite films Dang, oh, the,
0: master, the master was fantastic yeah
2: absolutely yes Dang, man i was gonna say the master <laughs> oh
1: no you were not you yeah, didn't like bro, that i was gonna like say
2: that. i was gonna say the master i was gonna say fair low in las vegas
1: that's a good movie
0: oh, my um nice one and uh I, well, Brian, I, I, this might apply to you as well, but I know this will definitely apply to you, uh, Quentin, but uh, why, why is DC better than Marvel? <laughs> oh,
1: shit. <Damn. laughs> that threw me off. Oh, was... Shit, why That's is Because I think DC that was, was the, the... Yeah, DC, yeah. just a, it's the innovator. It's the original, like... It's the original one that did all this. Marvel, I feel like, gets a lot of love now because the live-action films... But nobody looks at like the Marvel comics, which are like really trash right now. Like the state of the comics are just really bad right now. And even like the the, the animated media for Marvel isn't all as good. But I think DC just has like they took, I just think they care about the brand more, not even really on the live action side. I know they're recovering that, but people forget the good live action DC movies that have happened, like the Dark Knight trilogy, or even like uh, one, you know, one-off DC films. They don't come to mind right now, but there's a bunch of them even with like the chris the richard Donner uh Superman movies it's just yeah. it's it's just d c has just a really good history the nineteen eighty nine Tim Burton film, so I mean you know I, I like the how they take care of their characters. It seems like they care it seems like Marvel at this point are really baking off the live action films, and they were never that great to begin with in my opinion I feel like
2: I feel like they just like a cash cow at this point,
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean. Yeah, I like Spider Man and shit, but it's just really—it's hard to these extended universes. They, I think this needs to end. I think we need to go back to just making one-off superhero movies and just kind of, you know, leaving it at that. Because this the universe shit's getting tired.
2: I feel like this just gonna ruin a long run of legacy over time. So that's just my opinion.
0: Hmm. It's um, it's been a long time. I mean, you know, like people sort of forget as well. There was that there was that initial wave of Marvel, even in like two thousand with like mm-hmm. X, the original X-Men, Spider-Man and Hulk. I mean, it, and I was like, I was like 12. I was like, you know, that's like, uh, I was like elementary school almost, you know, at, at, at that sort of time. It's just been, it's been a long fucking time coming. Uh, yeah, I, don't know, I don't know when it ends, but I think, yeah, with, with the Dark Knight movies, it kind of feels like a trilogy of movies that, w- that would have been made regardless of the trends around it. That just would have been made because it's just a great story. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. I mean, okay. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the better superhero trilogies. I, I think like, uh, I think we just need to go back to like making movies and not making franchises when it comes to superhero films. Because like, not all these characters are intended to be a franchise. It just that's just the truth.
0: Yeah, absolutely, uh, I agree. Uh, last question, boys: uh, What what are you listening to at the moment? What should I be? What should be listening to? What should I check out? Hmm. What do
1: you listening to, Brian?
2: really I haven't like since just been in the studio just create music I haven't really been listening to much music because it hasn't really been much inspiration for me like through the outside world so Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you to go check out DMX album uh I don't know (laughs) I can't tell
1: you not far enough I've listened to like a lot of David Bowie I'm I'm on my um my uh, music right now yeah david bowie i'm really into dev lemons oh what right. she's like a newer artist uh one of my friends she she runs a you might want to check it out she runs a website called song psych okay. like they uh like she breaks down like music points i think she did an interview with Taylor recently too so that was pretty cool but she makes music too she's like a triple threat but i'm listening to her right now dev lemons um Really fuck with that. Listening to David Bowie right now. Going back and listening to all his old shit. Uh, I, don't know. I sound like a lot of Wu Tang, just stuff like that.
0: Nice one. Uh, all right. Well, boys, it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure. I really been, really enjoy chatting to you. And uh, I agree. this was fun. Yeah, yeah, it's been great. And uh, I really I really wish you all the way, all the best. And uh, if you're ever in England, uh, for I'll definitely keep my eyes out for tour dates. And if I'm ever in Chicago, I absolutely try and catch you catch you live. <laughs> okay. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Hey,
2: that'll be that'll be lit to see you, man. I I can't wait. Like I'm going to work hard just so I can come see you, man.
0: Wow <laughs> much, much appreciated. Cheers, boys. It's been a pleasure, and uh hopefully, paths will cross soon. All right. All the best. Take care. Thanks.
1: All right, man. All the best. All right, bro. You do the same, man.
0: Be healthy. Loved it. Really, really good chat to those boys. Um, and in the time of uh, putting this together, they've actually brought out uh, reality, their new EP. So do check, to, do check out their band camp and make sure you hear that one along, alongside the other, the other releases. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Big, big thanks to um, uh, Angry Black Men, Quentin and Brian for having a chat with me. Big thanks to Jane Mendonah as always for his brilliant artwork. Uh, really appreciate it, pal. And extra special thanks to uh, I Know I'm an Alien for uh, uh, their original content, all the all the music collages, interferences, and bizarre sound sound effects you hear. That's all. That's all them. Uh, really appreciate it. And also, if you haven't, if you didn't know, Billiam did the theme tune, and that's great as well uh stick around uh, check, check, uh come on check out heads on sticks uh, next month for the fourth episode of heads on sticks chats i've been tom i've been the head i hope you hope you've enjoyed the third episode keep rocking rock and roll and uh, all the best see you next